Groovy, a rolling. Sweet. So, um, hello and welcome to the What on Earth podcast, a podcast where I chat to the interesting people in my world and find out what they're all about. Um, so this week we've got Mariah Acer, um in with us. She's an innovative designer who creates beautiful garments with rich texture and unique silhouettes out of upcycled materials. Her work features repurposed waste garment labels as she discovers how many labels were being wasted because of small issues or imperfections. She's the Graduate Fashion Week 19 Shine People's Choice winner, featured in the Great Britain campaign and recently launched a, cap- a capsule collection with Browns. So, without further ado, hello Mariah, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me, literally. I think it's, it's been um, an eventful year we've had, but it's good to see you starting your podcast and stuff. So it's great to be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. Great to catch up again. Um, so, let's jump straight into it. Um, I gave a little bit of a rundown to who you are, but for the people out there, if we could build up like a bit more context of who you are, um, what your world is. So who are you, where are you based? How do you get into design? So my name is Maria Issa, um, and I graduated in 2019. I studied at De Montfort University um, and I did a, a fashion design degree. Um, during my final, Project. So we have like final major project. We had to like basically create our own brief and design and stuff like that. Like a lot of us design students, I was almost a bit confused with what we're doing. Um, so I think I remember going to a lot of talks and stuff. And I went to a talk with Ursula de Castro. She is like head of fashion regulation and stuff. Um, and she is like an amazing speaker, talks about a lot of sustainability and how we can rewear our clothing and what to do with it after and stuff like that. She runs a campaign of who made our clothes, um, of who makes our clothing and allowing consumers to understand where our clothes are made, who are they made by, because as you know, a lot of um, fast fashion companies right now, we don't almost know where our clothes are getting made. How yeah, do we know yeah. how this top is being made? Where is it coming from? Um, how much are the workers getting paid and such things like that? So she spoke a lot about that and um, it actually pushed me into the direction of looking more into sustainability and fast fashion and such. Um, I'm from Leicester, which is pretty much the head of fast fashion it's been like invited for a lot of bad press this year um but yeah my family my parents owned a manufacturing since since i was a baby i almost there's pictures of me and bounces (laughs) on the packing table (laughs) back when everything um so back in like so i'm 24 now so yeah so 24 years ago and stuff such like that um so i was always brought up in that area of how garments are made and what's happens in the industry um and during my second year at university I did a placement at a manufacturer's and I was aware of like what exactly is being thrown out um and what was happening to all the waste um because obviously for storage purposes they can't keep this waste um at the factories and facilities um and one thing I saw that was getting thrown out was labels because if a company like changes their brands and stuff um the labels get thrown out or if the company is no longer in existence so if the brand like they just close up shop then they're left with a lot of dead stock um labels so what normally happens is the manufacturer basically um he stores them and after a certain amount of time he disposes of them so he pays a company to actually get rid of them um so i contacted the label suppliers and i was like okay let me have a look and see what they have like what are they doing with it yeah i thought they'd have like a small box and was i wrong the um they had a container full so a massive like shipping container that you see on like 
the really big one. It's probably bigger than my little office right now. Um, so they had a massive, and he was like, oh yeah, come up and see. And I was like, what? Wow. How much stuff's going to waste? And that was like, like five, less than 5% of that one manufacturer's waste. That's shocking. Exactly. So you can imagine how much waste is being thrown out. So I just took like a, a box full of labels back home and I, I was like, there's, I need to, we need to, I need to do something with this. And, and it was until I turned them over and I actually saw on the reverse side of labels, it creates amazing textiles, especially when you stitch them together. Yeah. Um, and I had two weeks before my first photo shoot for my final major project and I sat there stitching each label together to create that for create my one outfit for that final shoot and um it was it just it just worked out I think yeah. when things are aligned in life and it's meant to be I think that's it always works out for the best um and so I did that and then I created three extra designs for graduate fashion week and that's where I got like really quite noticed and stuff I won the people's choice award there um and I got to showcase at London Fashion Week as a part of yeah. like, the graduate that's when I met you yeah so yes yeah, so the London Fashion Week and Graduate Fashion Week opened a lot of doors for me um and I think it's a great platform for consumers and public to see what the garments are made from because the last thing you think of on a garment is your label definitely anyone I think anyone even listening right now I think you'll go back and be like let me actually look at my garment label what does it look like because we never look at them and I'll be a person to never look at the wash care labels as well because you'd think, okay, well, yeah. how do you wash this? You just stick to one type of washing and stuff. But now it's like we're taking more key noticing of how um, can we make these garments last longer? So we're having to look at these care labels and see um, exactly what the correct way of washing and taking care of our garments are. But otherwise, you wouldn't think clothing could be made out of labels. Therefore, like it gives like a lot of consumers and public um, the awareness of anything can be recycled anything can be remade into different things. And I think this year as well, during COVID, it's been like a big pause and it's been like an almost creative block as well because we've not yeah. been able to go out anywhere. So I started making like videos, I partnered up with Size um, and we made like upcycling videos of ways we can upcycle different things. Um, as one of the virtual London Fashion Week shows in last last year, June, um, I, re I created a whole outfit using my brother's old socks because yeah, he moved out of our house like two years ago, but he left behind his socks. And it's like, what do you do, what do, you do with all these socks? And he yeah. had like an obsession of, he would only wear Nike socks. Um, and he'd get to the point where the black, like if they start to fade, he wouldn't wear them anymore because they're not the correct shade of black. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? Like seriously, so I was like, okay, whilst we're here, we've got nothing much to do. So yeah. um, I sat there stitching them all together to create like a full outfit and I got my little cousin to model it for it. So it was a good fun this COVID time. It's given us a lot yeah. more time to think things. And I think um, having the ability like to make the videos and show them to other people, yeah. like, you can upcycle anything really. Like I've cycled, I have cycled labels. Like who does that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that leads perfectly to like the next question that I was going to ask is like, I think someone who can look at something um, in the ordinary, like labels, socks, whatever, has a really like interesting way of thinking. And I'm really interested in the way that people come up with ideas and like how their processes are kind of found. So like, I think you find really interesting solutions for problems that people overlook. Um, yeah. Uh, how do you first like approach your concepts or, or your ideas? What inspires you to pick up a label, a sock, 
like that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, I think um, with with the way I work, I work. I don't. There probably are people who work in the same ways, but I work kind of differently to how we were kind of almost taught in school. So in school, like in uni, we're always taught like, okay, yeah, think of a concept, think of an idea. But because I'm repurposing, I almost work backwards. So I'm, um, I'll have like two different concepts and kind of areas I work with. So it's first is like silhouette. Um, I normally think of the ideas and concepts behind that and go to silhouette direction. But then also you're limited to what fabrics and colors yeah. you can use because we're repurposing things we already have. So with the labels, um, we it's all different, different colors, but we kind of match them to partner up in the correct ways, in the, in the correct styles, in the um, correct areas and stuff. And they kind of almost fit together. We have one outfit where we have like a gray, um, a, a gray jacket, a blue overlay and a green skirt. We yeah. wouldn't necessarily pair them up, but together with the labels and cause they have like great texture, they kind of almost match well to within, within one another um and with like silhouette ideas i always get my inspiration from like exhibitions um going to like exhibitions books and stuff but this year we've not been able to do none yeah. of that so it's like working uh with what we've got at home already um what i've already <clears throat> my own responses to things um and that's why this year i made sure i didn't release like another label collection because i know I just kind of took a break on that point at, the, at that moment because I was having like a bit of a mental block, but I kind of made it for the better. So hopefully this year we'll be seeing a yeah. new launch. Um, yeah, so to make it a bit more personal, make it more concept, a bit more personal to me and who I am um, and my journey down this direction, really. Amazing. That's great. I'm looking forward to that, to the new collection. <laughs> um, you have to let us know about and We'll obviously share it and promote and whatnot because um, we like to support. Um, you, uh, you kind of touched on this earlier for me, but I, it's kind of I, I ask this question to a lot of people. Um, I'm always into, and I'm kind of always intrigued to hear the answer. I think a lot of creatives have a moment where something really clicks and they they find their voice and they find their their style. Um, like for me, I know there's one photo shoot that I can think of that I'm like, yes, this is the moment that I think I became like a photographer. Did that kind of ever happen to you with designing? And if so, do you remember that point or does that happen a lot with kind of different projects? I think um, with different projects, it does kind of happen in its own way. But I think with how me as a designer of upcycling labels kind of began was that first moment when I said, I saw the label and I kind of sat there stitching the garments together, stitching the labels together. And when I saw like that outfit on the, on the mannequin, I was like, wow. Yeah. And it still, it still shocks me. Like that's my favorite outfit. Um, it's like a red, it's like a red jacket, like half short and half long. It's like an asymmetrical jacket. That is like by far my favorite piece. It was the first piece I ever did. Um, yeah for this session and it's my first piece because when I saw it on the mannequin I still remember um I, it was at uni and I was standing there like wow that actually worked and we'll, we'll see it now because obviously now I've left uni and stuff but I never made like prototypes for it so that was like yeah. I was just going off like eyeballing that because I had a week yeah. like one week and in fashion you know one week is not enough time for twirling and practicing <laughs> measurement fittings or anything let alone stitching like 2000 labels together yeah. to make fabric so i never actually made like a prototype for that and i was just remember standing there going wow that actually worked <laughs> no prototype nothing <laughs> yeah 
that that was a point where I felt like okay now that is something and I need to get a bit more and like expand in this area to showcase that anything can be recycled really and I think that's the main point of what I want to show people is we can upcycle anything literally if there's something someone out there might be like oh we can't upcycle this yeah there probably is a way we can and we can't due to hygiene reasons but um like things in our cupboards rather than throwing it out let's see how we can maybe change it about um use what we've got at home because obviously not all of us have sewing machines and we're not all privileged enough to have them so it's thinking of ways um in which we can use it for other purposes really for even like pillow cushions they're pretty simple to put together like even if you hand sew them together if you've got scrap fabrics you just stuff the pillow cushion with it because (laughs) you're purposing it again so there's just so many different ways really I think that's something really great about your work is that it really makes people um, look at everything kind of in a really different way because you see this kind of simple idea taken to this great kind of fashion moment and you go, oh, actually, there's so much more room to to play with things than you might initially think. And I think that's really cool. Um, So um, I feel like with the labels collection, you really develop a voice and a, a language and an identity, if you will. What do you think your kind of, like the key is to kind of finding that identity or finding that language or um, is it just pure trial and error? I think it's, um, that's, that's, I'm trying to put it into words now. Um, I think in the sense of once you have like, for me, it was a fact that I was looking into sustainability, upcycling and repurposing. Um, and once you kind of key passion is, and your goal is that area, it kind of almost comes to you in those senses because you're limited to what you can use. Um, and I think the master of it was actually turning these garments into like luxury items, these like labels into luxury items, because um, once you hit that point and then you, you, like I said, when you see that moment of your yeah. first garment, you're like, wow, and it hits you in those senses. Um, and it kind of sticks to you at that point because I, I have a lot of people saying to me, oh, you're the label lady. So when I'm doing like factory visits and stuff, yeah. they're like, oh, you're that label lady, aren't you? Like they don't know me as Maria Issa. They know me as the label lady. That's how, that's how they know me as now. Um, so I think in those senses, it kind of sticks to you when you have yeah. a specific collection or some sort. Um, but I think it's making sure you build on what you're passionate about. Um, and once you have that passion for it and it's quite evident in the work you're doing, um, that's when you kind of build that identity. Otherwise, if you're not like passionate about it, if you're not really like hitting those points to like the best of your ability, then you're not really going to have that kind of identity for it. But like I said, you almost kind of have that one showstopper piece kind of thing. You're known for it. So I think a lot of people will know me as the label lady. Um, so I think until we have some other crazy idea, then uh, yeah. that might change <laughs> later <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, no, that's great. That's brilliant. Um, I think um, we kind of touched on it before, and we touched on it before the podcast, like 2020 has such a huge effect on, on all of us and yeah. the fashion industry in itself. Um, I think the fashion world came up with some really like smart ways to tackle the problems that we had. Um, like, but how did 2020 affect your work? Um, and how has it kind of impacted 2021? Like, and where you're looking forward into the future? 
Yeah, it's been a crazy year for all of us in many ways. Um, I'm just grateful that we have our health, really. I think that's the most important thing yeah. of this year. Um, the first lockdown we had, so we I had a lot of different things planned from March for the rest of the year and everything just kind of like got stop, 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 stop. I think a yeah. lot of those things opened a lot more windows for me, but I was quite grateful in the fact of we didn't have it as well. Um, the first lockdown... I just kind of took a break. I was, it almost like, it breaks you almost a bit um, with having the lockdown and the whole, the whole COVID situation with a lot of cases. And a, a, it was like, you're almost fearful of what was happening. Um, but I was glad to just take a break um, in the, at that point. Um, and then after I start revisiting what exactly I wanted to do. And at the same point, um, I was launching my collection with Browns. Yeah, um, amazing. So, it was like I took so 2020 I kind of like I had another job I used to be a technician at my old university um so I kind of like handed in my notice for that because I wanted to like kind of do the Mari Issa stuff full time um so we were launching the collection with browser because of COVID everything got delayed um so it's like having to kind of handle a business and it's like yeah. you've never done it before and no one ever prepares you for such thing like COVID to happen <laughs> Um, I don't think anyone would have been able to write a book about that, like literally of launching a brand in COVID um, was a bit crazy, but I'm, I was grateful to have an, a brand suit. They were just really amazing with like their support and stuff because unfortunately COVID, COVID situation was nothing any of us could do really. No, exactly. Whatever was happening was happening. Um, and then the, my manuf manufacturers that kind of we work with, with uh, making these garments and supplying us with some um, the labels and stuff. So they kind of, they closed for a while. Um, but launch, we... We actually delayed it till September, I believe it was. Oh, did I freeze then? You froze for just a second, yeah. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Yes, right, all right, no, no, no. I got, um, we launched in September. September. So you launched in September because um, you just had to delay the launch of it because I don't, I don't think it was the best time to launch anyway earlier on and we just had some delays in it. But I was super happy once it did because it was almost like, wow, I launched a collection yeah. with like an online retailers during this pandemic. Yeah, like, it's great. It's it was crazy. It was crazy. But um, I think that was one of my highs of 2020. Um but in other ways, it's affected me as a fact of like, we've not been able to really go to like exhibitions, go to like places. Because I think that's a lot of places where I get my inspiration from. So it kind yeah. of puts like a mental block on you, but it's given me a more of a window to rethink everything I'm doing and working in different ways of like um, creating like upcycling videos and stuff. Um, and it's given me more of an idea of what I want to accomplish this year. Um, and it's, it's kind of slowed down a pace for a lot of us. Um, so in that point, I think 2020, it's been good and it's been yeah. bad in ways. <laughs> um, but hopefully 2021, I, I do say this and I said this at like New Year's Eve, I have fingers crossed for a, a good year. <laughs> um, but fingers crossed because we said the same thing about 2020, so I don't want to put too yeah. much bad kind <laughs> of like thing on it. <laughs> um, but hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we have a more positive year this year. Yeah, fingers crossed, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think that's really great about like, what you said is you re like, it's really impressive to actually launch, launch a collection amidst all of this with someone like Browns. That's great. Um, 
that must have been a great moment. I remember seeing it on Instagram and being like, oh, wow, like this is actually quite a significant moment happening. Um, oh, yeah. When it happened, I was like, oh, I was like, when you see it online, you're just like, oh, my God, is that yeah. my name? Like with all these amazing designers and stuff and you typing in my name into the search bar, you're just like, oh, my God. Like if you had told me this when I, while I was at uni, I'd be like, really? yeah <laughs> but yeah i think with the team at browns they were just super amazing super supportive like they're really good with like new designers well from speaking from my point anyway they're really supportive in with me with this process yeah. that's great um like i feel like a lot of people get asked this question but as you're quite kind of you're, you're really on that cusp in the industry of really pushing through and I think that's great do you have any kind of from your perspective do you have any advice for young designers creators out there um who are thinking about trying to make that jump or trying to push a bit further mm -hmm. I think for me my um window was kind of I kind of like got noticed at London Fashion Week in 2019 that's where a lot more doors were open for me and I think 2020 it kind of it it put like a downer in some senses. So I, I don't really use social media as much, but I think that's a gateway to like a lot of things. I don't use it as much, but I'm trying to get better at using it. Um, but I think for, yeah, for designers, I think just keep doing what you're doing because it will get noticed at one point. Yeah. Um, and I think the way with like how social media works nowadays is just so much, it's just crazy. Cause like TikTok, you could, TikTok, you could go viral overnight. Yeah, so stuff like that, it's like moving with the times and stuff. And when it's your opportunity and you see it, it kind of opens so much more doors for you. Um, and if you have a pandemic, just think just, you know, if you ever, in that situation of launching in a pandemic just think of all the good things and the good outcomes that can come from it um but to tell other other designers and other young designers it, it's like just keep out what you feel is right i know we have like a lot of things in uni we have a lot more influences influences of like your tutors and other people around you i think um if you feel like it is right for you in those senses go with it the yeah. tutors are there to advise you what they feel is best take that on board as well and in incorporate it together i think with a lot of students like that i've seen because i worked like i worked at the university after i graduated i worked there for yeah. like a couple of months um and i saw with students they almost feel the need to please tutors um, because they're marking it but if you kind of let that be and just kind of go off what you feel is right it'd be a lot more better like I said I created my outfit in a week <laughs> I don't think any tutors are expecting what was what yeah. what I was going to turn up with um but I think just go with your gut and what you feel is right and if you think it's a good thing then yes but don't block out what your tutors say to you but also also take that on board yeah because at the end of the day they've had like a lot of experiences they've been in the industry um you won't always you won't always meet with your tutors yeah. um, I think a lot of us design student, students know that i think you will always find that one tutor you just completely disagree with but yeah. just always take it on board write down what they say and i always after my reviews i always used to like reflect okay what was said then okay how can we tackle that point okay i didn't like what they said at that point but maybe let me rethink it because in that moment you get a bit heated and you just kind of think of it all as a bad thing but rethink what they say and just take it all on board and just re make sure you're revisiting it because if it's something that you're half-hearted about you will never enjoy it and I don't think you'll get much good from it but if you're something you're fully in love with you're loving the idea of it just go with it and let it take you anywhere 
I think TikTok social media, your best bet right now, because that is like an yeah. amazing platform and it's free. Yeah. It is literally, yeah, it is free and it is an amazing platform. TikTok is amazing for small businesses out there. <laughs> literally, the support on there is amazing. Um, so yeah, for young designers, I think just go with what you passionate about really and um stick to your gut feeling totally definitely you've heard it here first people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so finally um where can the people keep up to date with what you're up to where can people like see and buy your clothes we've touched on it before um social media what is it so um on instagram my social media is maria m-a-r-i-a-h underscore isa um and yeah, I'm hopefully getting a bit more techie with my social medias because um, I'd never had like a personal account before. I yeah. was never really a social media person. I think my time was like Snapchat and Twitter. I was never really an Instagram person. Um, but now I'm, I'm looking to get a bit more techie in those senses. My friends are help, like, help me quite a lot. They're like, oh, let's upload this, post this, do that. Um, so 2021, I'll hopefully keep up to date with um, my social medias. And that's probably where you can see a lot more things happening. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolutely awesome conversation um, and great to catch up. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That was great, that's me.